Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Whether your preference is to steam, wave, woof, oink, tap, swipe, like, or whatever, what do you really feel that the gay sex apps and dating apps are doing to our mental well-being? Think about that for just a moment. that there are two sides to every gay. The first side is, you know, you're like single hoey phase where you legitimately live on Grindr and really just try your very best to be single, ready to mingle, and just want so very bad to get as many dicks as possible in your ass. And, you know, you wake up every morning, open your phone, and immediately check your Grindr. But what do you find? A message board from a really cute guy. The says as follows. Hey, hi, hey, 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 hi, hello, how you doing? Hi, 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 hey, hi, 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 how's it going? Hi, how's your day? What are you up to? Hi, 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 unsolicited dick pic. Hi, 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 you must be busy. Hi, hello, how's it going? Are you there? Hi, hi, hi. It says that you just logged in a few minutes ago and you have a blue light. Hi, 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 hello, hello. Don't you respond? Hi, 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 hi. Fine, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Hi, 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 hello, hi, hi, hi. So I guess you're not into me then. Hi, hello, hi, how's it going? Hi, hi, hi. Okay, I'm just done with you. You know, and then literally, you guys, you open up that line of messaging threads and literally you read every single one of those messages that are literally like moments away from one another all in the same moment and realize holy fuck I've used up all of my blocks and I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this ordeal and then you know the second phase in your life is 
really where you're just deciding that it's just time to get out of that single hoey phase and you really just want to see what else is out there. In other words, now you want to start dating. So what do you do? You download Tinder, which really just has the gay reputation in today's society for being the prime app for gay dating. And you just find yourself swiping left, swiping right, swiping left, swiping right, swiping right, swiping right, swiping left, and swiping right. And really, all you're finding are guys that either just don't respond to you after you match, or you get guys that are trying to fucking hook up and tender. So what the fuck? What is the deal with all of this blurred fine line of in between and are we dating? Are we hooking up? Or are we talking? Or what are we doing? Or I'm so confused. Are we getting dinner? Are we just going to your place to fuck? Like what the actual fuck is going on here? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to live a gay in the life of the gay sex are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to that Grinder notification that pops up on your phone, which just so happens to be the drunkest and messiest sexual inquiry at 2 a.m. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to live a gay in the life of the apps, otherwise known as Gay Life 101. <laughs> I mean, we're really going to hit every single facet of what it is to live on these apps, you know, from Adam for Adam all the way through to Hinge of all things, dating apps, sex apps. What are some of the stereotypes, racism, arrogance, boyfriends? Are we dating? Are we fucking? What are we doing? All of the blurred fine lines in between of not understanding what the hell it is to meet up for a first date? Does I just want to cuddle with you really just mean that I want to have sex? And all of the stupid ass fucking stigmas and stereotypes that we see on these apps on a regular basis that really just need to go away. And some of my most messiest 
and salacious stories on the sex apps will be revealed this week. And, you know, I honestly just want to know, like, what are your experiences on the apps and what does that actually do for you? That's the question that was asked this week to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. And so we'll collect some of those answers this week. And I don't really feel like I have to say that those answers are probably going to be pretty fucking entertaining. But first, before we actually swipe right, match, message the guy and realize that he has no intention of messaging you back. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, ugh, fuck God, oh my God, what was I even trying to say there? Jesus, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. Okay, you guys, listen, I'm going to make this segment short, sweet, and to the point because I <laughs> over-recorded because I have a lot of fucking shit to say about the fucking sex apps, as you can probably already imagine. So here's the thing. Last week in the uh, You're Such a Jerk Off expose, I talked about Basically, I kind of gave you a challenge, so to speak, in asking you if you would be willing to record how many times a week that you jerked off. And I promised you that you'd probably be a little surprised. So I decided to take up myself up on that very same challenge. And I will say this, I have been known to jerk off up to 14 times a day. Obviously, that was in quarantine where I had nowhere to go. And nothing to do. And really, I just laid in bed all day and was just super fucking horny. So that was my record for a day. And that's a lot. I get that. But I will say that, like, I often find myself when I'm hungover specifically so fucking horny. Does that happen to you guys when you're hungover? Like, I am so beyond horny when I'm fucking hungover. It's unreal. So I was actually hungover twice in this specific week in question. So my grand total is 63 times in a seven-day time frame, which really just averages out to be about nine times a day. And I didn't do like nine times a day, seven days a week or anything like that. I just, that's the average. So 63 times in a week. So what was your number? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline and tell me what you think. So before we segue into the rest of this week's expose, Check out Bossy Power Bottom Wear, the official show merch line at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. And pick out your piece for pride. You guys, it's literally just a few months away. So what are you waiting for? Check it out now. And also, you guys, please, 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 speaking of just months away, donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in all my bios, all my social media outlets, if you pretty much like look up any of my websites or just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way 
to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Oh, and it's also in this week's episode show notes. So take a look and donate, donate, donate. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a grinder notification going off in the middle of a business meeting themed undertone, first, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. Out of all the sex and dating apps out there, what is your go-to app that you use on a regular basis or the most often? And why is that the one that you selected? So let's get some of those responses now. Joe says, the only one that I ever really used regularly and had any success with was Grindr. It was the easiest and most adaptable app at the time. I haven't been on any other apps for a couple of years, so I'm not really in the know in regards to what's new and cool. Michael says, Hinge. It seems to be the one that encourages the most consistent conversation and more interested in dating. Dorinda says, Zero. I have never used one. Uh, This is my best friend of like 16 fucking years. And honestly, for the entire 16 years that I have known this bitch, she's always had a boyfriend. It's never been just one, but she's always had (laughs) a boyfriend. So she's never had need for any of the apps. Jeffrey says, scruff. Even though I am considered to be a twink and... I really don't fit the mold of what people on Scruff are usually into. That's the type of guy that I'm into and therefore is the only app like this that I have on my phone. (laughs) Mark says, so I forgot to answer your question about resolutions last week. So I'll just insert that answer into this week's. So for me, In 2023, my New Year's resolution is to really just resolute to (laughs) resolute. He he literally wrote out the word resolute. (laughs) What the fuck? That's not even a fucking word. Uh, Anyways, he continues to resolute to stop going on any of the apps. In fact, I've already deleted every one of them off my phone. So we'll see how long. This lasts. (laughs) My straight brother Ryan says as follows, as you know, I've been married for 15-ish years, so there's really only one. It's a really old antique app that takes many steps. First, you have to go to a club or a bar. Then you take your phone, find a girl or a guy that you think is attractive, and put that phone in your pocket. Walk up to them and introduce yourself and order two drinks. For me, two whiskeys on ice. And proceed to have a conversation with them while drinking both drinks 
that you just ordered. <laughs> oh my God, this is so my fucking brother. Oh, he continues. They will either look confused for a second or ask you why you did what you just did. To which I respond with, I'm thirsty. Either way, it worked for me. 15 years. <laughs> Drew says, hinge. Peter says, I only have one app like this on my phone because at the end of all of it, they're all really the same and I just want to have sex. So therefore, the one app that I have is Grinder. Caleb says, hinge is the only app that I can take Seriously, and the only one that guys really seem to want to date on. Ben says, all the apps have their goods and bads and mostly bads. But the only app that seems to be in a positive direction in regards to actually having conversations and meeting guys is Hinge. You guys, I'm so surprised that everybody's answering with this Hinge thing. It's so crazy. I never had Hinge. I don't even know how long it's been around. Honestly, my friend Abraham turned me on to it literally like a couple months ago. And I just recently downloaded it. And I have to say the experiences that I've been getting from it are a lot more positive than any of the other apps as well. But I thought that maybe that was just coincidence. But it sort of sounds like you guys are really appreciating the hinge too. So we're actually going to talk about that specifically a little bit later on in this week's expose. Kyle says, ugh, my love-hate relationship with the apps. I used to use Grindr almost exclusively and paid for extra for years. But they went up in price and the free version sucks a toothy vagina. <laughs> oh my God. So I've been using Scruff more, but I always feel like I had better luck on Grindr. Jason says, I used to have Grinder, Scruff, and Jacked downloaded on my phone. But now I only have Grinder because on Scruff, all the guys just want to do crystal meth. <laughs> this is so fucking true. So true, you guys. So fucking true. Actually, a good reason why I deleted it off my phone as well, because I'm not into that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, but Jason continues. And I deleted Jacked because all of a sudden I started getting a flood of guys that seemed to be somewhere on the other side of the world asking me if I would be interested in investing in cryptocurrency. <laughs> I, oh my God, this is so crazy. I actually deleted Jacked for almost the same reason, uh, more along the lines of the fact that I just kind of didn't really want to have multiple hookup apps to focus on, but... Really, at the end of all of it, you guys, I mean, when you have all three of those hookup apps on your phone, it's like the same guys on the same apps at the same time. They're just looking for different things, if you think about it. So why not just consolidate it to one like Jason and I seem to have done? I didn't even know he did this shit, though, but that's actually what I did almost for the exact same reasons. I have other reasons as well, but we'll get into that a little bit later on in this week's expose. Abraham says, it depends. For meeting gays at home, 
Hinge gives me the best results for whatever reason. Internationally, Grindr all the way. In other countries, gay men actually use Grindr to hook up. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, this is such a fucking read on San Francisco Grindr gays. <laughs> so just as a side note for those not in the note, San Francisco Grindr gays have a reputation for like chatting it up, wanting to go through the motions of hooking up, but never follow through. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> Oh my God, I fucking love this bitch. <laughs> Lori says, I'm married, so I don't have any of those apps. Years ago, I used Tender. So you guys, Lori is actually the only success story that I know about how she married her husband by meeting him on Tender. So perhaps in this straight world, the success rate is much higher. What do you think? <laughs> Straights, call in and let me know. Kevin says, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. This is yet another classic Kevin answer. <laughs> oh my God. This bitch. Kevin says, as follows, uh, Obviously, it's grinder because all I'm really interested in is getting some dick. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, he's been the same fucking way since I've literally met him for the last, like, fucking, like, six years. It's uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> some whores never change. <laughs> Daryl says. Daryl says as follows. It really depends on what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a cum dump, <laughs> cuddles, or just roasting with a friend, <laughs> the grinder is best. And it's easy and somewhat efficient. Oh my God, I can't with this bitch. Oh, he continues. If I want a sub, then grinder or recon, depending on what I'm in the mood for. Whatever it be, ropes, leather, fist fucking, just a little bit more than vanilla, etc. If I want a date, I have no clue. Maybe a house party. Since the <laughs> since there won't be a commitment given from a dick and ass pick, <laughs> it'll be the real thing. Uh, oh my God, at least. And to bottom, well, can someone tell me what's best? I'm clueless since it's been so long. <laughs> you guys, if you remember in last week's expose, Daryl was very adamant about his New Year's resolution being that he now wants to segue into being a fucking bottom. And you guys, when I say that he is like one of the most dominant fucking raunchy tops that I know, that's not even close to tipping the surface of exaggeration. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, once again, a slam dunk of an answer this week. <laughs> and as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster fuck. Really just all over the place. And you guys, I'm 
I have to say, I'm really kind of shocked that I had a lot of fucking hinge answers this week because, you know, as I stated before, I am just brand fucking new to this entire hinge concept. And it really kind of blows my mind that that's the one that most of you sort of favor. I honestly expected Grinder to dominate in the answer spectrum this week, but that was not the case. Oh, it just goes to show that things just continue to evolve in today's gay society in ways that we just may not always fully understand. And as for me, on my phone, I currently have Grinder, Tender, and Hinge, and those alone. Because as someone mentioned in their statement this week, I sort of feel like all the hookup apps are like exactly the same. And again, I think it was Jason who said like, Scruff is like very methy and, you know, Jacked is very like cryptocurrency e <laughs> and body and shit like that. So I'd rather just stick straight to the shit that I really want, which usually just means I want dick. And Grinder has delivered that in so many ways and really is just the number one dominated word that comes out of my mouth on this show. And the only reason why I even have Hinge and Tender is because I am trying to take dating a little bit more serious in my life these days as opposed to just the random hookups. But also, as I've stated so many times in the past, Tender is the worst app in the fucking world in regards to dating and it's just such a clusterfuck of just bullshit. And really the only reason why I still have it is because it just generates some of the fucked up content for this show that is the most entertaining. And really that's the only reason why it's still on my phone. But if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and you'll get, like, my take on what it means to live a gay in the life of the sex apps. guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Once upon a time, long, long ago, there was this time frame in our gay history where guys would actually do this act, this act that was called cruising. 
Now, you know, I here, listen, I know the kids don't know what cruising is, but literally it was something that was actually a little bit before my time as well. And even though I am considered to be somewhat of an older gay, I still didn't find myself doing this very act. This act where you were out in the wild and you actually met people face to face, like in a gay bar, in a group, in a crowd, and even to the extent of what people are actually telling me that they experienced in the older time frame of actually going to specific parks where guys would actually meet up to fuck in these parks in public. It, it, yeah, this was all a fucking thing. And, you know, it's just so weird that we actually think to ourselves in our heads that, you know, you watch that movie where there's this random guy sitting at a bar and then some other random guy just sits beside them and they start talking and somehow they hit it off and it it just circulates from there and then they end up going home with each other, end up having a great time together, end up dating, end up getting engaged, end up getting married and have their happily ever after. But the problem is, is that shit is so inaccurate, especially in bigger cities such as San Francisco. I mean, that shit just doesn't ever fucking exist. It's all fantasy. So we have these apps now that actually help us hide behind the touchscreen of our phones and actually evaluate the person based on their profile, on their bio, all of it, and decide whether we want to have sex with them or date them or just meet up with them or just chat with them or whatever the hell it is that we're looking for. In that moment is what we do on these apps. But you guys, I'm here to tell you based on the vast experience that I've had on all of these apps for every single fucking reason that you could possibly ever Imagine whether it just be a sex hookup, whether it is to actually try and meet your Prince Charming, or whether you just want to meet up with a guy because he seems chill and just want to see how things go. You're almost always, more often than not, disappointed. I mean, there are those moments where you are pleasantly surprised, but like it's so hard to gauge somebody's personality behind a grinder profile or a tender profile. It just doesn't really work in the way that we all want. And I think it's pretty safe to say a lot of times we think a guy's going to look a certain way and they're just covered in filters all over every single one of their fucking photos. And you actually get face to face with them and realize that there are a lot more wrinkles involved or that they're at least 10 pounds heavier than all of their photos describe them to be visually, just all the different things that you just have literally grown to expect when meeting a person face-to-face. Like, I legitimately don't ever expect it to be as good as I expect it to be based on the face value of the person's profile. And I think we can all unanimously agree that is a very common, like, understanding. But here's the thing, you guys. I mean, I came out late in life, but even though I came out late in life, This was still pre-iPhone era. So what that meant was I signed up for this website, otherwise known as Adam for Adam. And once again, I know the kids don't know what Adam for Adam is, but it was a very like fully pixelated version of what it would be to like be Grindr, basically, like a gay hookup app with a profile and a photo section, etc. But also 
it was on your laptop or your PC. Like it wasn't an app. It wasn't a phone situation. You just literally had to actually jot down the guy's address on a piece of paper before you hopped into your car and segued over to their house to have sex. And that was the only option that I had at the very beginning. But, you know, basically, with Grinders Inception and all the other apps that have, like, subsequently followed in the footsteps of Grinder, I think it's pretty safe to say that this is really just what all of us are doing in today's gay society. And honestly, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that I fervently believe that many of the straights that are now trying to do some of this online dating and online hooking up shit, most of all of that that they're experiencing in this moment is because of gay men. Because if it wasn't for us, like basically starting all of this from the get-go, they wouldn't be in an era where they are openly admitting that they're doing online dating. I really do feel like Grindr sort of segued into that whole dynamic of what we're all currently experience, experiencing in today's society. It's just really very that. And that's my opinion. And whether you agree with that or not, that's up to you. But that's a real fucking thing. But you guys, there's so much shit that we encounter left and right on these fucking apps. I don't even think that I need to explain half the things that I know we all encounter consistently on a regular basis. I mean, aside from the notion of, listen, I get a lot of attention on most of the apps. I'm an attractive guy. But here's the thing. We all experience rejection on a regular basis. Even me, I experience rejection as well. And I don't think we all fully understand how much that mentally fucks us up in the head when we're rejected by someone or blocked by someone with no explanation or just no one responds and you just don't really understand what happened or what the dynamic is or we just really have to sit on that little green therapy couch each and every time in every therapy session and just profess all the different things that really embody all of this fucking rejection. You know, a few years back, I know that Grindr had this campaign they were doing. It was like their kinder campaign where they were really trying to spearhead more of a positive spin on some of the toxic bullshit that was coming out of Grindr. And I do feel like it was a very positive thing, but it didn't really catch on, I don't think. And really, you know, Grindr these days, it's a lot more saturated in regards to it's not just specifically gay men any longer. It, I mean, there's literally every single fucking LGBTQ plus letter of the alphabet involved in a Grindr situation every time you scroll through these days. And I do feel that there is a lot of rejection and a lot of toxic bullshit that we all have to dodge left and right and, and racism, arrogance, just shit that gets a little bit crazy sometimes and some of the situations where people actually have in my specific experience stalked me based on what the gps like range of where they were to me was in other words them sending me messages telling me that they were going to come my way and they knew where i was and they were coming to me whether i agree to it or not it just some of the craziest fucked up shit that we all experience on these apps are just beyond. But here's the thing, you guys. Regardless of all the toxic bullshit that we experience on a regular basis, I think we can all unanimously agree that we all just keep coming back for more. I mean, in fact, it's true. Like, a good bulk of my close, tight-knit circle of friendships that are gay men 
are from Grinder interactions. Whether they be just a random hookup and we just hit it off and just decided to become friends after the fact, or if it's just we became friends and that's all we were sort of looking for. There was a time, once upon a time, where Grinder could be, depending on what the situation was, anything that you were looking for, whether it be friends, whether it be meeting people, whether it be whatever. I mean, nowadays, it really is just all about hooking up. But like, it used to be a little bit more open to meeting people and just seeing how things go. In fact, I have to say, out of all of the six to eight serious boyfriends that I've had in my past, every one of them was on some sort of hookup app. Not dating app, but hookup app. I mean, literally most of them from Grindr and Jacked. And then I think my ex-husband and I met on Grindr. So it's like, it's just a very normal and real thing. Whether we want to admit to ourselves that this shit is really a mental struggle and a mind fuck, we still just keep coming back for more and more and more. And you start to see the same people on Grindr just as often as you are. And it just becomes one of those things that we just can't figure out why we continuously do on a regular basis. But let's focus on the sex apps first, specifically, because I do fervently feel that there is so much bullshit that we've had to maneuver through in regards to stereotypes and bullshit that we've had to dodge here and there on the apps itself. I mean, I don't think we have to like even bring up the fact that we all have encountered bots at least once in our lives where they send you a link to a sex party and it ends up being some like fucking situation where they're potentially trying to create a moment where they collect your information and potentially use your identity. And speaking of using your identity, I have one specific friend who is pretty attractive And he has been used in fake profiles more often than anyone that I have ever encountered in my life. And I think it's up to, I think we're at like 11 moments that he specifically has encountered where it's a person using his photo and basically saying that that's him and that's who you're going to come hook up with if you come to meet me. And like people trying to use his photos in catfish situations It's really all really fucked up and crazy. But I think we all have the specific stereotypical moments for each of the apps. Like, I think we all unanimously agree that Grindr is specifically hook-uppy. And even though Grindr is the one app where most of the hot guys or gays that I feel are involved or fully immersed in the scene are on Grindr. That's just really where you're going to find those gays are on Grindr. Scruff is a little bit more like fetish-driven, daddy-driven, leather-driven, bear-driven, and it's very specific to that niche market. Jacked, I feel, in SF specifically, because we do have such a high Asian population, is very, like, fully saturated with Asians, which I'm not against because I love Asian men. I actually heard that in New York specifically, it's Jacked is like the black guy app. So I I just, it it probably just varies based on the specific city and wherever you are in the world. But for some reason, it just tends to be very much that. Like if you log into my Jacked app right now, you'd probably literally see just a sea of Asians. And that's just what it's like here. You know, but we've all, you know, tried to even get to the point where we've figured out that Tinder 
is that app that is on the dating side of things. Like, I think we could all unanimously agree that because Tinder does cater to the straight world as well, is it for the gays? Because we already have the gay hookup apps, then it would only be safe to assume that Tinder is the dating app, right? Oh, no. I'm here to tell you that in my vast Tinder experience, for those of you that might not be in the know, there is just as much hooking up shit going on on Tinder than there is on fucking Grindr. And I just don't fucking get it. Why would you want to just hook up on Tinder when guys are trying to go to Tinder to do something other than hook up? It just doesn't fucking make any sense to me at all whatsoever. And I just don't get it. But you guys, listen, here's the thing. I have been on those specific apps as forementioned for years. But I recently was at lunch with a friend of mine and he turned me on to this new app. And I know it's not a new app, but it's new to me. And I just recently got on it and it's called Hinge. Now, listen, here's the thing. I literally am to a place where I have like at least six of these apps downloaded on my phone. And I don't want or need to immerse myself or just waste my time on any other app other than the ones that I already have. That's how I fervently feel. But Hinge, I will say, it's just a little bit different of a feel or a vibe or a moment. I mean, it really does feel a lot different than any of the other apps. And I think that's mostly in part to the way that it's set up. When you initially sign in, you basically have to create a profile that is far different from any of the other profiles. So in other words, like on Grindr or Tinder, for example, like you fill out your stats, you fill out your you know bio about who you are or what it is that you have to say or what you're looking for, etc. But on Hinge, it's a lot different. They actually make you like answer a series of questions that really just, if you think about it, when you stumble on somebody's profile, you actually are, whether you like intentionally know it or not, getting to know that person just a little bit more based on how they answer the question that they selected. So in other words, it gives you like a little bit of a peek into who they are as a person, which honestly, is that not dating? I think it's pretty safe to say that Hinge is far, far different than hooking up. Although I will say this, I, I... the one of the first guys that I matched with on Hinge, we he was really great. We hit it off. Everything was going really well. And, you know, we decided to meet up for a drink at a bar. So we ended up meeting for a drink at a bar. You know, and we were having a really great time. He seemed really cool. Everything was going well. This is like my legitimately, I think it was my first Hinge meetup session. And I actually, we ended up going to another bar, having a few more drinks. I was getting a little drunk and then, You know, the next thing I knew, we were just making out profusely at last call. And it's like a tiny ass little bar in the Castro that it was a Friday night. It was packed as fuck. And we're like over in the corner, just all over each other with our tongues deep down each other's throats. And we ended up calling an Uber back to his place and everything was going really well. But it was very clear that we were about to have sex. And we did just that. But while we did just that, I'll never forget this shit as long as I fucking live. He was on his back, on his bed, and I was like making out with him profusely with my eyes closed on top of him. And I opened my eyes and suddenly to my complete and total fucking shock, there was blood all over his face, you guys. Blood all over his pillows. 
blood all over his sheets, blood all over everywhere. Apparently in that moment, my nose decided that it was going to start bleeding and it just like poured all over him and he had no fucking clue. And I was absolutely beyond mortified. And you guys, when I say that it was like going so well, like all the smells were in the right places, we made out profusely. We were just like, the chemistry was there. It was so hot and heavy. Things were going well. And then suddenly I opened my eyes and there's just fucking blood, like a goddamn crime scene all over the place. It was absolutely fucking mortifying. But I say all that to say, like, I think that like, even though he put on the facade of, you know, kind of potentially wanting to meet up and potentially go on a first date, we just ended up having sex and I haven't really heard from him since. And so did he just pull a grinder on me through Hinge? Was that what happened here? So I'm not saying that this shit doesn't happen on an app like Hinge where the idea is to completely just get to know somebody and date them. But yeah, I don't think it's just it goes back to all of that fucking fucked up blurred fine lines of are we hooking up? Are we dating? Are we like what? Like there are times you guys where I go to meet a guy at a bar and I have no fucking clue what his intention is. Like, are we just going to get a drink and go to his place and have sex? Is he trying to get to know who I am? Are we going to go on a next date? Like, what the fuck are we doing? And I do feel that blurred fine line in gay hookup culture just bleeds into dating. And we just often find ourselves just not knowing what the actual fuck is going on here. And I think it's pretty safe to say that we've all really just encountered some of the most fucking stupid ass, ridiculous, repetitive, and annoying bullshit on all of these apps on a regular basis. So I just, you know, created a little list of things that I feel just really it's time for all of these things to go away forever on these apps. And I don't want to see this shit anymore. <laughs> all right. So item one, the shirtless torso profile. You guys, I just don't understand this. Now, listen, here's the thing. I get. I live in San Francisco. San Francisco is the gayest city in the world. I understand that. Most of us are fully open, out, don't give a shit, whatever. So we have our faces on our profile. So we have fully transparent images of who we are as individuals on our profiles. I get that. But I like recently went down to San Diego with my best friend. So Sad to say, my best friend actually moved to San Diego this last New Year. So I spent my New Year's this year actually packing up his shit with him, driving down to San Diego from San Francisco in a U-Haul. And actually, as a matter of fact, at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Day, we had just passed LA. And so we weren't even to our final destination yet. We still didn't even arrive to San Diego to until like 2.30 in the morning that same you know, that next day. So as I, you know, kind of ventured through California, I I mean, obviously I was on Grindr, a pretty significant portion of the drive. And it's so crazy to me that like in all the different little areas that we drove through, how many places suddenly there were just a bunch of fucking blank and shirtless torso profiles. I mean, I just, it blows my mind that even in today's current society, the people are still ashamed to show their face on something 
like a grinder. Like, I just don't fucking get it. If you're gay and you want to have sex and you know that that person's going to come over to your fucking house to have sex with you, you know that they're going to see your fucking face, right? Right? <laughs> just That just fucking needs to go. And on that note, blank and discreet profiles really just need to go as well. Like, listen, here's the thing. I get that, like, guys are always like, no fucking photo. And then they said, hey, how's it going? How's your day? How are you? And I'm just looking at this profile thinking, why would they ever fucking think that in 2023, I'm going to respond to that shit when there's nobody on the other end of the visual profile? That just doesn't make any sense. And this shit has been going on since 2009, you guys. Why are we still in this moment? Funny enough, I do feel like the blank profiles, when they respond and you don't respond back, they're the ones that tend to get a little bit more on the aggressive side. Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, the ones that actually lash back at you for not responding are typically the ones that don't have fucking pictures. Funny enough, on this same drive to San Diego... My friend and I, we were kind of talking about like some, you know, grinder things that we've both experienced throughout our history. And he was like, well, don't you have like on your profile, no picture, no chat. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Why in 2023 do I still have to fucking put no picture, no chat? That should just be an understood dynamic in the grinder world that if you don't have a fucking picture, I'm not talking to you, period. Ugh, I should not have to put that shit on my profile. And that's it. And then you get like all the like in-text shit that is really just all fucked up and ridiculous. Like, like for example, like all the guys that are like mask for mask. That's my favorite. It's like, okay, do you, if I had a dime, you guys, for how many times I ignored that fucking mask for mask situation? Because like, listen, do you hear the sound of my voice right now in this moment? I am clearly the most feminine dude in the world. Well, actually, that's not true. I know people who are a lot more feminine than I am. But like that being said, I'm pretty fucking femme. And I embrace that shit. I don't give a fuck. I own it. It's who I am as a person. But all of these guys out there who profess mask for mask... Half the time I fucking show up to their house and they're more feminine than I am. And they're calling themselves mask delusional bitch. <laughs> That's it. Just fuck all of that shit. And then the whole stereotype of no femmes, no fats, no Asians. And really just going out of their way to use that specific phrase in one sentence and just being so hurtful to people who might be femme, who might be fat, and who might be Asian. It's just all so fucking fucked up. The other thing that I really feel needs to go away is all the fucking racism. Listen, you can cherry pick this shit all you want. My personal tastes dictate that I generally like guys who are everything else in the racial spectrum, but white. That's usually what I'm into. And that's just what I'm sexually attracted to. That's what catches my eye. And that's what I want when I'm, you know, maneuvering through any of these apps. But when guys are specifically like no Asians or no blacks or whatever, and just full on displaying their racist showcase, and then just claiming that that's their preference, just if a black person or an Asian person hits you up on your profile, just 
politely tell them that you're not interested instead of hurting their fucking feelings by just professing on your profile that you're a fucking racist asshole. (laughs) Or that's how I feel. Funny enough, I was actually listening to the Lady Bunny and Monet Exchange podcast, the Ebony and Irony podcast, and they were talking about this very topic one day. And Monet said that she actually prefers when guys say that they don't like black people because her reasoning behind it is, is like, okay, well, I'm just not going to waste my time trying to get to know you if I can see that right on your profile. I'm just not even going to hit you up. And I prefer it to be done that way. And I have to say, I disagree with that notion. I don't know. What do you guys think? What is your, like, what is your opinion about this specific topic? Should guys put this shit on their profile or not? Moving on, because <laughs> I could talk about that shit all day long. How many times guys, like, when they hit you up, the first thing they say, sup? Okay, you guys, listen. Sup is so 2001. And I don't want to fucking hear anyone or read the words sup ever again in my fucking life. Get that shit out of your vocabulary. Take it out of your automatic, like, drop box of whatever you auto copy paste whatever like no fuck sup no more sup this is 2023 get rid of your fucking sup and shove it up your ass <laughs> back to the no pick no chat situation like guys who have that like professed on their profiles listen i get it but like my, my friends telling me like why don't you have that on your profile i shouldn't have to fucking do that You guys, people still to this day have it all over their fucking profiles and it drives me fucking crazy. It's just one of my pet peeves. And I I just, I live in this world where I fervently believe that everybody should just unanimously agree that if you don't have a picture, I'm not talking to you. So take that shit out of your bio. (laughs) Uh, Another phrase in the bio that needs to like just completely go away is lost all my messages. Listen, to me, what this means is you're just a thirsty bitch and you have been chatting with way too many guys and you don't remember who you had chats with and maybe you got a new phone, so you did lose all your chats. But if you can't remember the face of the person that you chatted with before, that just means that you just need to put in your bio, I'm a slut, so I can't remember if I chatted with you or not. Let's just put that in. I would be far more comfortable with that line of phrasing in your bio. Then lost all my messages, lost all chats. Fuck you. (laughs) Then there's those people who copy and paste. Like, so for example, like I've had multiple profiles who have hit me up with a specific phrase that they initially message you with. Now, I'm just not interested. Or maybe they don't have a profile photo, so I don't answer. Because I honestly, that's my thing. I will not answer you if you don't have a photo and you don't have a face That's just not happening. That's, I just, I live by that rule. So the next time you hit me up and I just so happen to be on the left of you on your grinder grid and you want to hit me up, if you don't have a fucking picture and you don't have a face pic, we are not chatting, period. So just get that through your fucking head. (laughs) But there's these guys that like will send you a message and it's really specific, like, hey, like hot hung Latino guy looking for a hot, little twink to fuck are you interested or you know some something along those lines and then you ignore them and then like 
Two weeks later, it's the same profile with the same photo that they haven't changed with no face and the same cut and paste, copy and paste phrase that is exactly word for word. Literally, like you get the message, you open it, and it's like you get four of them, like back to back to back. And it's all exactly like copied and pasted. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? No, no, get that shit out of here. And then you get those people who just like immediately want your nudes and they're what I'd like to call the picture collector collectors. You know, now with the invention of like the albums and shit where you can't actually screen that or screenshot that anymore, that's not really a danger these days. But there are still people who openly send their nudes like out in the open so that you can screenshot them. And you guys, there are picture collectors. You know, as I expressed in one of the exposés a couple weeks ago, you know, my friend who sent me his dick pic. And then like, you know, a few weeks later, I got his same dick pic from some other guy who was claiming that it was his dick. And I was like, that's not your dick because I fucked that dick. And that dick is definitely not yours. We just got all of these picture collectors all over the place. It's so fucking just, oh, let's just end it. It's over. Stop being that person. And why do you collect everybody's nudes? Like, what do you get out of that? Are you just collecting them in case people one day become famous and you can sell them to fucking TMZ? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then, like, you know, I expressed in the opening story all the fucking repetitiveness. Like, if I open my phone one more time to, like, 15 fucking grinder notifications and I open that one profile with all the 15 messages and it's the same person asking, hey, hey, hi, how are you? How's it going? And if I don't respond within that, like, 15 messages that you sent me, chances are I'm probably not going to respond to you for a very specific reason. And now that reason is, is that you're being a little bit, the call is coming from inside the house because I haven't responded to your repetitive, like, hey, hey, hi, how's it going? How's your day? Hey, hi, hi. No, stop that shit now. Oh, and then there's the annoying ass shit where like you actually send a message to somebody that you're interested in and then you see them look at your profile and they don't respond. And then you instantly know that you've just been rejected. Like that just sucks so bad. Funny enough, I have to ask this question to you guys. As much of a like fucking app expert as I am, it is really interesting to me because I refuse to pay for any of the apps. So all of my apps are like the free service. So I have to know, and somebody give me a call on the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline, and please let me know, because I think that if you pay for Grindr, you can see when people look at your messages, which absolutely fucking terrifies me, because if it's somebody I don't want them to see that I've looked at their message, then I'm just not going to look at their message. That's just the way it's going to be, but I, I do feel this is a thing. And, like, most of my friends all have the free version, so they don't know, like, how to answer this question, so... Hit me up. Let me know. If you pay for Grinder specifically, can you see when people have looked at your message? I just want to know. And then there's just people who are just like overly fucking offensive and then you end up having to block them. That shit needs to just go too. Because like at the end of all of it, you guys, aren't we just all trying to fuck? Why be offensive to other people and be aggressive? And like, what's the point of all of that shit? It's just fucking ridiculous. Okay, you guys, listen. On your bio, fully vaxxed, monkeypox vaxxed, uh, COVID vaxxed, 
like three check marks and vaxxed and just all of this shit on your profile? No, no. Listen, we've all fucking been vaccinated. We've all had at this point our monkeypox shots. I have to say confidently that most of us have to have had that at this point. And honestly, there's like a little section in your stats now where you can put all your vaccines in. So stop making this a fucking like in your bio thing. Just stop. It's so fucking annoying. The other thing that needs to go is, you guys, I hate this question so much. I've had friends who have defended this question, but I hate it. Looking? <laughs> of course I'm fucking looking. If I'm on Grinder, I'm looking. What do you think I'm doing on Grinder? Trying to fucking set up my first date so that I can marry my husband one day? No! If I'm on Grinder, I'm absolutely looking for some dick. So stop asking that fucking question. And piggybacking off of that, the other question I fucking hate, what brings you on? What do you think brings me on? If I'm on Grinder, I want to fuck. <laughs> it should be just all of this shit, you guys. It just should be common knowledge. And then there's people who try to get you to take a accurate body pic and send it to them right then and there so they could see that you're actually as fit as you exude in your photos. Probably to see if your photos are like old or updated or whatever. But I'm like, listen, if you want me to hold up a piece of paper with the date on it and send you a photo snapshot of my body pic, then you're going to have to ask me when I didn't just eat fucking Chipotle that was delivered on DoorDash. And I feel like I weigh a thousand pounds. When you ask me for that shit, make sure it's before I fucking eat it. Probably after I've gotten home from the gym is ideal. Just for the record. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, the whole fucking prep shaming. Like, you guys, this is a fucking thing. I actually listened to a podcast where this guy who's being interviewed from the host was saying that he actually avoids guys on Grindr who have that they are on prep in their fucking bios because he views them as just being slutty. <laughs> I, this is all I have to say about that. Listen. You're fucking on Grinder, So chances are you're a fucking slut too. Like that's the point of being on Grinder is you're trying to get some dick. Why are you prep shaming on Grinder? Like just fuck all the way off. <laughs> so funny enough, th on that note, there's all these stupid like people who do stupid shit. Like for example, I had this one specific scenario where this guy was trying to hit me up on Grinder. And it was just like a, a photo of his body and his face wasn't showing. For some reason, I just started chatting with him. And he actually refused to show me a photo of his face because he claimed, quote, unquote, he only wanted to do the glory hole situation because I couldn't see his face. Because supposedly the reasoning behind it was that he was dating a very well-known and prestigious Castro bartender. And so therefore, it couldn't be revealed who he was. First of all, there's so many things wrong with that sentence that I can't even, like, express enough how much bullshit this is. Number one, there is no such thing as a prestigious and well-known bartender in the Castro. <laughs> so let's get that shit straight. Number two, I don't give a fuck who your boyfriend is. I want your dick in my ass. And that's why I'm talking to you. Not because I want to know who your boyfriend is. Not because I want to know who you are specifically. I just want your 
dick plunged deep down my hole. I don't give a shit about your status, who you think you are. And by the way, just as a side note, this whole scenario is just one big clusterfuck of delusion. <laughs> it's so many different fucking levels. It's not even funny. Funny enough, this guy, after this interaction, this was like a couple years ago, he, like a, like a year later, hit me up with the exact same fucking thing. And it was just like, fuck you, fuck all the way off. I'm blocking your dumb ass. You're so ridiculous. And you know, honestly, like at the end of all of it, you guys, we're all so consumed with our fucking grinders that, I mean, I'm, I've been known to have my grinder notification text tone go off in business meetings with people who were gay that worked for the company and clearly knew exactly what that tone was. I've had, I like, I remember one specific scenario where I was on a packed bus and I was on my way to work and there were people like right behind me and I was standing up because the bus was so packed. And I, you know, in my little half asleep, inebriated state of mind, opened my phone. And the last thing that I had checked before I left my house was grinder. A guy just sent a dick pic. And I didn't realize that when I unlocked my phone, and that dick was just going to be right there on my phone. And like five of the people standing behind me got like a bird's eye view of the dick that the guy sent me. It's just one of those most <laughs> horrifying moments that I think we've all probably had happen to all of us at least once in our lives. But you guys, listen, we all are on the apps, regardless of whether we hate them, whether we love them, whether we want them, whether we don't want them whether we socialize with them, whatever we fucking do with them, the apps are not going anywhere. So the next time you live your gay in the life of the sex apps, just make sure that you follow all of these fucking guidelines. <laughs> So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot, or at least we just can relate to all the shit that I said this week, because I'm pretty confident that you all fully understand like 98.9% of the shit that I described about interacting with people on the apps in today's gay society. <laughs> and some of the shit that just really fucking needs to end. But you know, at the end of all of it, you guys, we all just keep coming back for fucking more. And why do we do it to ourselves? Why do we continuously go on the prowl looking for dick or looking for love or whatever the fuck we're looking for. Why do we rely so heavily on the gay sex apps? Ugh, I just want to hear from you, the listeners, what you think. Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in Leave a message and tell me what your app of choice is that you use on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, and with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow 
all on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my gay expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know in regards to the show. And also, one last thing, don't forget to check out Bossy Power Bottom Wear and pick a piece and purchase at ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week with me giving my gay expose with another messy, salacious, and relatable episode. And I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will see all of you on the apps next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.